Okay, okay, okay. Um, so after headbutting a fucking bot for the last 20 minutes, um, <laughs> this is a little uh, special lorry time uh, recording of dudes talking about toy soldiers um, in the lead up to the Vault of Interrogar. Um, tonight it's just me and Jay. Um, just, oh. well, yeah. Um, and we're just going to use Jay's delightful delightful voice, which is going to use him and abuse him, to read out all the fluff that has been uh, hastily, from, well, some people hastily and some people in a quite nice way, uh, smashed into us um, in the lead-up to Interrogar. And honestly, these, like, how many have we got, Jay, would you say? Um, about a dozen. About a dozen? So these would be the people yeah. probably uh, probably in the running for the Fluff Award, given that uh, they're the only people that have put Fluff in. Yeah, there's a lot here. <laughs> yeah, so it checks out. Um, So, yeah, we'll be going through the Fluff, uh, you know, maybe ragging on it or complimenting it or any all of the above. Um. And yeah, just going through it and uh, reveling in people's fluff. Now, obviously, I'm a massive fluff nerd, so uh, I'm going to just be slowly here touching myself. Um, I do have the webcam on for uh, Jay's enjoyment. Um, while he reads it out in his beautiful voice. Uh, you Looking forward to it, Jay? I'm looking forward to hearing a bit of fluff. I'm going to be honest, this is not what I was expecting this was going to be, but I'll give it a go. What, what did you expect it to be? I don't know. I thought it was just going to be sort of like the round table sort of thing we usually do. I don't know. No, no. I, I was just going to get you to read it out nicely, and then we can comment it on afterwards. Oh, that's a terrible idea. But we'll try. Well, well, you've got the nice voice. I'll get a lisp. After a few drinks, I start slurring. It just all starts falling apart. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, uh, I imagine I'll have some performance anxiety. So we'll see. That's right. Just slap it around a bit. Oh, you mean recording. Gotcha. Okay. It can be both. It can be it, one or both. <laughs> well, and at the same time, um, because we are recording, I can always just uh, fucking cut it and recut it, but let's, we both know that. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. This will probably air unedited. Yeah, but it, if it makes you feel any more comfortable, we can I, say I know it's well. possible, and that helps, yeah. Yeah. Well, what I could do is, like, you know, um, oh, I can't, like, a lot of shit they put in, like, you know, music in the background, like some, you know, really, like, I don't know, heroic music or something. I could I could blend that in in the background. You know what I mean? I've always hated that. <laughs> well, do you don't want some random gunshot noises and, like, the... Do you yeah, remember the early... To this, like, to the, pay attention to. The early Games Workshop um, audiobooks had, like, all the effects baked in. They did um, audio dramas for a while. Yes. Where it was like multiple actors and stuff. I really liked those actually. Oh, like some of the some of the stuff was pretty um pretty lame. Yeah, like the, the the sound effects and stuff and stuff would um. Yeah, and that had the, the space for voices. Yeah, which was just someone through like a I don't know a Darth Vader noise generator. Like. <laughs> and they got the helmet on. Yeah, exactly. But, um, some of them were very good. I don't think I heard any of them, which is a shame. <laughs> There is the um oh, I saw this excellent like obviously we're gonna always gonna digress but um there's a really good uh YouTube channel called like on the Vox or something or Voxnet or Voxcast or something. I'll is only it look the, up. the like fan fiction stuff people yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah I heard about that it was on I think it was on a podcast or something Vox um, a while ago and I yeah. kept meaning to go back to it I think I listened to one or two of them. There was a Thunder Warrior once. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, lay it on me. Um, but I've just not been... Yeah, like, I'll need to try to keep my... Uh, uh, let's see, Vox... Um, yeah, this is bad, bad podcasting. Um, I'll need to try to find it, but it was really good. Like, really well done, high production value. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing when you've got, like, talented people. in the void. There we go. 
Oh. A Vox in the Void by Kill Team Hungry, I think. Yep. So there you go. Look it up. A Vox in the Void. It's really yeah, cool. Do that. If yep. you think this is not the worst thing you've ever heard, do that instead. <laughs> if this is not the worst thing people have ever heard, they need to listen to more shit. Yeah, that's true as well. The, I don't mean like done... this podcast in general. I mean like this attempt. Oh, I, I, yeah, I meant all of the above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can no, do an amazing this far there, If they've come this far, there are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If they've listened to like five minutes of this shit, they're going to they're gonna push through. Or people will just jump on so they can hear their own fluff because people are like that and then jump back yeah. off. Yeah. Well, I think we even had that with the first couple of episodes with the lists. Yeah, I imagine people jumped on to hear them get ragged on by their list and then fucked back off. Yeah, tell us why, what mistakes we made and how yeah, this exactly. is actually awesome, which is usually the case. Yeah, and um, how people work. Yeah, a couple of these actually have their lists in there as well. Yeah, so I am not touching a list today. I think we will go after lists at a later date, probably the yeah, week out of the event, and just rag on everyone mercilessly then, but all the filter we're going to take. We are running out of time. It's what, three weeks away? Yeah, it's a terrifying prospect. I'm doing not like... I feel like I'm underprepared, but I had everything ready to go. Two fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah, like before it got fucked on. Like I think because we'll, we got real close, what, last June, January, July? Yeah, when July. we started this, we were in the lead up and it was, yeah. it was coming looking up good. Soon. Looking good, looking good, fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, hopefully it will actually run this time. If we do get another lockdown, though, it is 100% my fault if we get another lockdown. Oh, and like, will, there's yep. no way it would happen unless... Yep. Interrogar gets close to running, and then boom. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we've got to be ready for that. But anyway, um, should we get into some fluff reading? I suppose so. All right. Um, so first up... We're going to scattershot them, or we're going to uh, go down the list? Uh, probably go down the list, because I feel we'll do one scattershot and then keep fucking up. Yeah. Yep. Read so, the same yep. one four times. Yeah, this is literally there is no order to these lists except that what like it was just either how I received them or what list they were in in my emails. So there is no rhyme or reason to any of this shit. Which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, there is there is low, 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 low level organization here to almost none. Anyway, the guy you're like leaning on to do the readings. Yep, you got this, man. I believe in you. Did I time that insanely well? By act- I was mentioning the shitty headset uh, I was using, and I pressed a button on it. Yep, and you just fucking disappeared for a couple minutes, man. Into the whole spiel about how it's a broken-in-half PS4 headset from eight years ago. Yep. But I muted it. <laughs> you muted it real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. All right, hey, you ready to have a red-hot hey, shot, mate? Listen, hey. <laughs> And I feel we'll stop and record it, um, rec- download after each, just so we don't get fucked on by Craig. Because I feel Probably Craig, Craig's going to try to fuck us tonight. I can just feel it. He's got that look in his eyes, like, yeah. <laughs> he wants it. He wants it, and he's going to get it. So <laughs> Now, on and on record, I am not good at this. And when I was doing this for friends for fun, uh, I was not good at it. And it was about four years ago. So You've got this, man. I believe in you. And if you and, hack uh, up the, if you hack up the name, just keep names, pushing through. Names and pronunciations are going to be way off and inconsistent in and of itself. So yeah, you, you like you'll have the same name six times, but it'll be different each time. Yeah, love yeah. it, love it. Am I going to go through things like we've got basically lists? Um, Dylan here's got a 
what you would consider a dramatis personae, like... <laughs> I think he's the only one with everyone. it, and it's probably, like, that's literally, like, 30 words. You could probably just smash through that. He's done this all. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of when people name their uh, units. I'm a massive slut for unit naming, especially characters. Mm-hmm. And given that all custodies are essentially fucking characters, it's probably not too bad that he's named them. At least they're not that stupid, uh, you know, 573 names. Like, they always go on and on and yeah. on about the books. Yeah, most of them are uh, two or a couple of threes in there. Yep. Punch it through. If it sounds terrible, I may or may not cut it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we've got the Spiriox Shield Host by Dylan Cosgrove. Uh, and in command, we've got Shield Captain Alanius Alanaeus. Spiriox? Alanaeus sounds good. I like it. Alanaeus. Uh, we've got his Hateron Guard, Ancient, Champion, and Emissary. And a note here that Hateron Guard and the Army are identified with a title signifying their role rather than their name, which makes Check sense. Yep. Names, I guess, with the thousand of them that a custodian has. <laughs> We've got Honored Ancient Vulpus Antony in a Contemptor Chassis. Honored Ancient Kentiro Egil, Egil, whatever it may be, Contemptor Chassis. Um, and just into the meat of the Custodians. Guardian Squad signifier Helios Octavian, Hadas Achilles, Achilles, rather, Adelaus and Mercar. This is going to be awful. You got this. I believe in you. <laughs> Herukal Impious, Impious. Gardon Odysseus. We've got the Sentinel Squad signifier Mechareum. Waruna. Waruna. It seems like Mechareum seems like some form of terrible cheeseburger alternate from Mac. It's the MC. It ruins it. Yeah, you can't, you can't have an MC. You can't have an MC in front of it. <laughs> Um, we've got Isal Shalom, Barbarica Kuchulain, Ajax Beowul. See, there's there's a familiar sort of... Yeah, you need an F on there. It's so close, Ajax Beowul. No, 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 no. No, it works. <laughs> They're all bastardized. Like, yeah, no, that's all, all fucking... All my, uh, all all my character one. Yeah, all my character ones are as well. Oh, dude, my naming for all my characters is literally like pig. Well, it depends on what... Yeah, um, it's usually just like a... Russian translation. Okay, the translation. I've, I've enjoyed that with your stuff. It's just, yeah, it's super low-key and very tongue-in-cheek. Or an I, tried to pronounce, I tried to pronounce some of your stuff. You can't pronounce any of that shit. No, no. <laughs> too many Zs and shit in wrong spots. <laughs> and it always, I just kick into the accent, the bad Russian accent, which I guess is. <laughs> yeah, well, it that's sounds what... sounds awful. <laughs> I gotta say though, like this, uh, the the Russian shit. Like I was writing a bit more fluff uh, for the lead up for Preferred Enemy. And I'm like, mm. this Russian shit's not gonna land as nicely at the moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people go guys. with a lot of people go with like with historical war gaming, like dive hard into the Russians, into the Russian, the German stuff. Yeah, like World True. War Two. They were so not it the good necessarily. Guys. No, no, that's you know you can get away with that. I guess it is different when it's an ongoing conflict. Yeah, exactly. When it's current, you know, like there's a lift, and this is not to take away how bad the Germans were, and the, the Soviets, and also just to clarify, um, but yeah, when there's a when there's a bit of distance, it it definitely softens it. I feel, but um, yeah, yeah, when it's happening right now, it's definitely front and center yeah. and problematic. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we we have veered we wildly <laughs> into our current events. Sorry, keep going, Jay. Well, I'm only most of the way through the Sentinel Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're uh, close, you're close. Because I don't want to try and read this next name. It's, uh, it's a rough one. Tenacia, 
I'm going to say. T-O-N-A-T-I-U-H. Tenacia. Yeah. <laughs> Centosius. Centosius. Um, see, he's got all the trouble of writing these out, and I'm going to read them out, and he's going to fucking die inside. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And just be like, no, idiot. It's clearly this. It's clearly Tonacha or Senatoshos. Yeah. Yeah. I know I would do that when people pronounce my ones wrong, which is going to be easy to do because they're fucking nonsense. <laughs> Nothing wrong with nonsense names. He's got an Agamatis Jetbike Squad. Uh, Peleus Katadin. He's got Hayak Topilzin. And Sakra Guidion. 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 Sounds good. We've got a grab tank Sharon, a Caladius Annihilator Homeric, Caladius grab tank Argo. Argo, fuck yourself. And he's got a Xenoarcho Archaeologist, Craven Xylost, or Xylost. And a mining team Gamma, Gamma Alpha Sigma. Okay. So we're going to have some Mechanicum allies. We're not going into the details of fucking lists. Shut up. Well, there, there, there is no detail currently. That's all we got. Lists True. will come up later when we rag on them. So that's fine. <laughs> so after that little uh, Dramatis person A, or, um, we've got like a nice little prop, four or five paragraphs of fluff, which I like. Straight yeah, to the we'll point. Yeah, we go. Schmexy, have at it. Just roll through the uh, pronunciations. <clears throat> I'm only low-key judging from sitting here. Judge away. Shield host Spiriox was sent out at the end of the Great Crusade with a significant force, including multiple units from the Sisters of Silence, led by Knight Oblivion Kayla Emeritus. Several companies of Solar Auxilia and a force from the Imperial Army, as well as a small envoy from the Mechanicum. Many of these would split off from the host over the course of their journey, either heading for destinations pre-planned or dispatched during the voyage to deal with conflict in the sectors they moved through. By the end, little of the once grand fleet remained. The host of official... <laughs> the host's official mission was to visit commanders across the Imperium. The Emperor felt had gone above and beyond in their actions throughout the Crusade and were deserving of accolades appropriate to their successes. As the Emperor could this shield host, their unofficial mission was to recover an STC important to the Emperor's great work that had recently been discovered on the forge world of Aerox Arayox Prime. Aerox Arayox. I'm erect at the Aerox. <laughs> Aren't we all? The trip moved smoothly. However, as they got closer to their true objective, the host began to hear rumors of treachery and rumblings of the new conflict. Their smooth trip turned difficult as the warp became rough and forced long detours. By the time they arrived in the Arayok system, they were greeted with a full-scale civil war. The Lord Fabricator of Arayok's Prime had declared for Horus and sparked conflict with his opponents within the Forge world by attempting to openly purge any loyalist groups, and in doing so caused, rebelli caused rebellions across the local subsector, as a small number of planetary governors and many within the wider population started to swear fealty to Horus. Many of these were put down, brutally, and the Loyalist Imperial Command massed troops to excise the cancer from the sector. The shield host arrived in time to assign the assault of Arayx Prime's primary forge complex to assist in the assault, I should say. The Lord fabricated a seat of power. As Loyalist for Forces encircled the complex, the greatest technologies of the Forge world were used, and the traders fled by teleporting the entirety of the capital into the warp to escape justice. <laughs> the host's mission had been unsuccessful, as the traders fled with a large number of the most promising technologies, and they prepared to return to Terra immediately. Before they could plot a course to return, however, new orders reached them. Ancient and powerful technologies laid along, 
beneath the surface of the nearby world of Interiogar 3, and much violence between the traitors and loyalists has already taken place there. They would attend to the world, support the loyalists, destroy the traitors, and recover technologies buried beneath for their master's great work. Nice. Nailed it, man. Um, I like it. I like it. It's quick to the point, um, and it also shows what custodians are really good at, and that is fucking up what they're meant to do. <laughs> Failing in their mission. Yep. Emperor's like, fucking do this, and guess what? Now nah, they fuck it. Just standard fair custodians. I love it. Um, they're always I enjoy- going to pay out on yeah, they're, they're just, they're, what's what they get for being those golden, you know, prisses floating around? Um, I really like that. I think it was good to the point. Um, yeah. And as someone who like, loves to meander through fluff, I think uh, having a nice, succinct story is also awesome as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, just good always being able to, and it can be difficult, sort of, I suppose, plot hooking from one event to another. That can be difficult. Yeah. Um, that, or even squeezing your way in. Tied? Is that tied to a prior event that you know of? Or? Not that I'm aware of, but it's still at least a uh, this may be his first event for this fluff. Um, if people link fluff like the nerd I am. Um, but even then, it's just a nice bounce. You know, they're fucked up. They're coming off the you know the back end of getting whomped by the traders, so they're going to probably come in pretty hard and be pretty pissed off. Yeah. No, yeah, I quite I like the, it. Um, the majority of it being what they were doing before that hand. Like, why are they out there in the force that they are? What's happening? Yep. Good. A little bit of a, you know, inserting them into the setting. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Also, teleporting right. the whole city into the fucking warp. That's pretty cool. Just yeah, that's flat trader shit. So do you reckon that? Do you reckon they would have thrown that onto like? Well, what do you do? Like, it would have to have gallow fields. Otherwise, it's gonna get game over real bad. Yeah, I suppose they've got the tech. They can cover ships in it. You can just keep doing it. Yeah, Space Hulk survived the warp as well, I suppose, so just look at you know, it as, you, as a Space have a Hulk. ship the size of a Gloriana or a space station. Yeah. You can do it, so. Yeah, no reason a, a small city couldn't, yeah. When Check there's city-sized ships, you might as well just send a city. Yeah, it's much, just put a couple of engines on it, fucking wham, bam, thank you, man. <laughs> if they even have engines, it might just be just, fucking just, only warp transit, and then it's just wherever it happens just, to show up. Just uh, plonks just on out. Whatever momentum it is. No, well, if it's during the ruin storm and shit, it's going to get slashed around pretty hard, so it'll pop out oh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Come I like it. Quick. Yeah, straight into a fucking sun or something. Bumper out. <laughs> just in a completely different like speed frame of reference to whatever you're against. Yep. Show just, up in a solar system, traveling at like you know half near the light speed, speed of light. and just hurdle <laughs> past what's going on. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's done. All right. Um, I, I liked it. Um. I am going to just make sure this recording records before we kick on to the next one. Sounds good. All right. Um, so it looks like Craig didn't do a dirty on us. Um, so we're going to crack through a couple at a time now and uh, everyone cross your fingers and possibly dicks for us that uh, nothing fucks up. Um, do you want me to run the introduction and then you use your dulcet tones on it, Jay, just so you're not reading every little thing? You have a Can slide everyone? break. Literally, I'm going to say like five words. So next up, we've got the Imperial Fist 110th Company Assault Carter by Lachlan Bryce. Um, lay into it, Jay. Pa-pow. Here we go. Captain Arterius, of the Imperial Fist's 110th Company Assault Carter. Arterius is part of Pollock's Retribution Force. Pollux? 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 Pollux's Retribution Force. And took part in the Battle of Fall. He took his ship and broke for terror when Dawn's order came through for the Legion to return. Disengaging from the 4th Legion fleet was a task for the Retribution fleet and was compounded by violent warp storms. Arterius's ship, the Righteous Fist, like many of the Retribution fleet, thrown off course, finding their return to real space thrown in 
into the midst of a raging battle around Enterogar three. The righteous fist made contact with the loyalist commander and took their place on the figurative line. Captain Arterius, being one of fiery nature, didn't take well sitting and feeling useless on a void ship, and started to find out about the battle on Enterogar three. Upon learning the unique underground nature of the planet, Arterius left the righteous fist and its battle in the void to his second in command and took his assault card right down to the surface in Thunderhawks and via the teleportarium to take the fight to the enemy. Boom. Audible, um, hope you've enjoyed this program. <laughs> I've got a nice little picture as well of, um, I'm going to presume, Captain Arterius. Um, so, yeah. Yep, made off that, the really cool Praetor that people use. Um, I, like, is it one of the Tribunes or something, maybe? Um, I don't recognize that one. I'm not sure. Okay, it's pretty cool. It's in, like, Catafactory Plate. Very cool model. Nice hammer. It's it's straight up. That's a delightful hammer. <laughs> and he's, he's got, got nice the, uh, the shortest guy. one, the shortest fluff here, which I appreciate. He's also yep. got his entire list following. Yeah, I just popped that there just because he's named shit. So probably doing the yeah, same, the same uh, honor of uh, rattling through just yeah. the names. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Did you yeah, want to do no. names? Or do you, yep, yeah, you I'll do that now. Lay into it, brother. We've got Captain Arterius, as you heard. Um, he's the Praetor. We've got Garros Aikatrad, Moritat. Oh, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. So oh, many yeah. fucking German names. Very in here. Germanic. <laughs> We've got Brother Borelfrecht. <laughs> <laughs> He's a contender. Squad Schultz. I like that one. Easy. Squad Mueller. 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 <laughs> Squad Kestuez. Uh, Kestuz. Kestuez. I'm hoping that people come to me and go like, actually, it's this. I want to hear. I think you need you got to lean. It needs to be more guttural with Germany. Like it's going to be Kustjes or something like that. <laughs> Aggressive. Or other German Kustjes. Kustjes. Yeah. I've uh, got Squad Balden. Squad Jonelmond. Squad Kortros. Squad Torian. Squad Gonzo. And his total's two hundred two thousand nine hundred ninety nine points. Oh, so. you fucked up. Needed to get a needed to get some form of a white in there or something. <laughs> Very upsetting. Got to get that flat two k. Fail, fail from me. Double um, fail. He doesn't have a name for his Spartan. Oh, now you got to name that big expensive <laughs> bastard. No, but I do appreciate. It. Like I've I've never named the like every squad in an army. I'll na- yeah, I haven't named individual squads. Like, I'll rename them as needed, if that makes sense. But generally, yeah. Mm. Naming Actually, each I, like, I, did for, I did that for World Leaders, um, pre-Heresy World Leaders, like, Jesus, I'm learning to count how many years ago it was, but it was like 2003. Holy shit, Batman, that's almost 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> was in high Upsetting. school, so I didn't have the time. Yeah, oh, those were the days. <laughs> Um, I liked it. Short, to the point. Um, yeah. Get them straight to Interrogar based off another big battle that's going on. I like it. Using the, the classic plot hook of a bit of Warp Storm action to, uh, you know, hand-wave them their way into there. Always a good Yeah, choice. yeah. It's been, fuck, probably a year or more since I read up on uh, the ongoing sort of acts of heresy. Do we have a yeah. date for those? I don't roughly? know if there's ever a date. I think it's just, you know... Oh, it makes sense to do it. You know what I mean? But it would be funny if it's sort of late heresy and they missed, you know... They just fuck, six, yeah. Six, seven years. They're rattling around in the war for too long. Which I'm sure happened. Oh, without a doubt. Well, with the... The Ruin Storm was a big clusterfuck, wasn't it, for people trying to yeah, get well, through the, the warp? 
like the rune storm was a basically like a bubble around Ultramar, but in general the the warp was just complete turmoil. So traveling around was risky as hell, and plenty of that happened throughout the whole galaxy, except for the traders because they were you know eating navigators or whatever. Yeah, knowing what they're doing about it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good plot hook to use. Side. Allows you to teleport, allows you to fix up dates and stuff. It's a great bit of hand waving, I find. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up, who do we have? We have Kieran Douglas with his Alpha Legion, a del- an amazing-looking Alpha Legion, as per usual from Kieran. Yeah. Um, well, I Australian imagine it will be. Good. Yeah, <laughs> very upsetting. It's like, well, I'm just going to burn my shit, you bastard. Yeah, I've um, seen these score, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, um, so Kieran's running Alpha Legion, and I imagine it's going to be something about Alpha Legion doing Alpha Legion-y things. A little bit. I read through this earlier. It's... Um... Yeah, well, I'll read through it. We'll, uh, we'll yeah, no out. spoilers, man. Come on. All right. All right. Alpha Legion, Kieran Douglas. Following the devastation unleashed by the planet-wide anti-psycho bombardment of apocalyptic scale, the disparate forces struggling for control of Interregal 3 were thrown into disarray and forced to retreat below the planet's surface into the depths of the vaults. In the darkness of the planet's cavernous interior, Brother fought brother. Loyalties were tested. New alliances formed and broken. And the original motivations and objectives of the battling forces became shrouded in the chaos and confusion of desperate battle. This horror-filled battleground would prove to be fertile ground for commanders and warriors willing to embrace the uncertainty and chaos of the setting. None more so than the Sons of Alpharius, the enigmatic warriors of the 20th Legion. Some Imperial strategists... How do I fuck that up? (laughs) <laughs> come to believe that the 20th Legion forces present within the labyrinthine vaults below Interregal 3 are in fact led by the Legion's Delegatus Prime, Ordalon Score. Certainly the coded identifier Kingkiller, one of Score's many recorded pseudonyms, has appeared in multiple Vox chains and order logs in a number of different war zones, both within and without the Astralis Ultima Sector, sometimes contem- contemporarily. <laughs> <laughs> Score was last reported to be operating in the Galactic North following the debacles of the Epsilon Strand of R9 and Mazoa campaigns. Epsilon Strand. This would seem to contradict the reports gathered by Imperial forces in Interregal 3, but as with all operational matters involving the 20th Legion, the veracity of these reports must be considered questionable at best. As with the identity of their commander, the ultimate goals of the 20th Legion on Interregal 3 are shrouded in secrecy and misdirection. Ostensibly, they appear to be furthering the Warmaster's cause, but the presence of the Xenoform, known as the Necron Tier, and the Alpha Legion's known proclivity for consorting with Xeno species and employing forbidden prescribed weapons and technologies makes it impossible to decipher their true motivations. War is the realm of uncertainty. Three quarters of the factors in which action are based are wrapped in a fog of greater or lesser uncertainty. Unknown War Sage M2. Love it. Love those little uh, italicized quotes at the end of something. Yeah. Like a little recap. Um, good. Bloody solid bit of writing there, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's his, definitely, um, that's his refluffing of special character. Yep, yep, smart. Um, for that, for sure. Yep, props on that one yeah. because being, and obviously he's mentioned the Australia's Ultimate Sector as well. That's obviously where any of the Act series are located and obviously we've, there's that rule of, uh, you know, refluff your shit if you're using uh, special characters. Yeah. And yeah, smart way of doing it. You know, it could be Audible on score, could be, you know, a rando, you know, fucking IM Alfarius dude as well. Yeah. You'd imagine there's a lot of 
I mean, you get it sort of easy with that kind of thing for Alpha Legion because you can just go like, yeah, they were everywhere at once. Yeah, I am Alphorus. You're Alphorus. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's but good to lean into it as well. Smart. Yeah. Make your don't make you know don't make work for yourself on it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't sound particularly venomous talking about Orlon score <laughs> in my uh, some of my Alpha Legion fluff. My uh, one of my main dudes really doesn't like him, so. No, nothing wrong with that. I always love when people like um, in that sort of scenario. You know, you can have. I like um, seeing a third-person view of a main character. If you know what I mean. That's yeah, yeah, getting fun. the outside perspective on them. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, I like the con- like. I swear to God, now Stranivar and Mizoa definitely ring a bell. Are they actually thirty uh, k? They are thirty k. Yep, they're canon. But, yep, that's good. So I like the again. You touch on stuff that's existed, and it sort of legitimizes the fluff. Yeah, well, they're big deals in Score's background. Okay, yep. Um, the, yeah, things things didn't go well. Oh, he fucked up, did he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Score zero. <laughs> um, all right. So that was good. I liked it. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Good. Concise. Gets the, the fluff across. Gets why gets the they're there as well. Yeah, it gets the feeling across. Like touches on as well, obviously, because we know there's going to be some necrotier, necrontier. Uh, fuck, they needed to drop that second in, I reckon. Um, yeah. yeah, we know there's going to be some necron, necrons rattling around and shit. So it's good to touch on that as well. And obviously, it's always good trying to get some uh, sweet, sweet technology and consorting with Xenos. So that's always a win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. Good. Um, okay. Well, sure. Next up, we've got. We'll do this one again, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll cut, grab some more, and then do another couple. Um, so we've got Sam Bruton with his uh, Storm Cabal. Um, now this one came in a PDF, and it's very from my own heart. If you click on the link, it yeah, is a good I old. Saw a preview of it, but I didn't actually end up opening it up. So it's it's six pages, man. So lock on in. Um, but we got pictures. Oh. And it looks like they're actually, it's not just pictures that he's pilfered from, you know, the um, black books or anything. They're actually pictures of his models that he's actually, um, I think there's a really good, uh, it's a, I think an iPhone app called like v- VFX or some shit. There's so a few got, different like, ones I've seen, yeah. Yeah, so he's got smoke and like um, gunfire and shit all rattling around these pictures, which I think looks fantastic. Um, the armies are all in nice terrain as well, so that always helps. But there's some absolutely awesome art in this one. Um, I'll link this uh, document that I've created in the show notes so people can jump on and read them themselves or open up the PDF so they can have a squiz, but I really like this one. Feel free if you get the chance to link that to me right now because I can't seem to open it. Can you not just click on Can you not just click on that little Storm Cabal 30k Interrogar thing just under his name? I've tried that. It said it won't work. I'm doing that on my phone, by the way. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, All right, I'm let me just... Oh, now it works. Oh, there it goes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So yes, this is the Iron Brethren and the Lost Storm Cabal. They are nice pictures. Yeah, how good are they? Ah, oh, this is great. It's the format and everything. Yep. So it's the proper, the proper old school black black book format. You've got the nice cream cream uh, uh, pages with the red bordering and everything. You know, the I think it's Warnock Pro font. Hashtag not a nerd. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks nice. And uh, it's a man from my own heart with this sort of stuff. So you've definitely scored brownie points there. It's uh, it's great looking. Great presentation. 
Yep. The pictures are mind blowing. They're fantastic. Like it. Yeah. Because I'll give it a read. Um, How about it? All right, fuck it. I'll quote Ferris Manners. <laughs> He's got to start off with a quote. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get ahead of yourself. Why, what? Oh, come on, man. It was a head pun. It's Ferris Manners. Come on. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, Jay. Go. Yeah. You're dead to me. Get reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Iron Brethren and the Lost Storm Cabal. They are not my hands. This fact is forgotten by my brothers. I will not remove the silver from my flesh, because I've learned to depend on it. The hands are strong, to be sure. They've created great things for us all, but they're not mine. And that counts for something. They forget that the silver on my arms comes from a beast that I vanquished. It's the mark of a great evil that I ended, and yet it persists within me. I would struggle to remove it now. Fault is with my mind. I rely on the augmentation given to me by my metal gauntlets. So much so that the flesh beneath them is now little more than a distant memory. There is Manus, Primarch of the Tenth Legion. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Tenth, the Legion famed for its fortitude, resilience, and power, able to stay the fight, to endure, no matter the foe. This power and strength, the match of any Legion, originates from several sources. The indomitable armor that Ferris fashioned. Ferris is not wrong. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Out by their gene father. But redacted from the Imperial record, the Legion drew its resilience from another occult source. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. The plot thickens. Ignatius Fortis. Ignatius Fortis was, in outwards appearance, alike to any other Legion apothecary, serving under the sigil of the Cudicaeus. Cudicius? Cudicius? That sounds good. Caduceus sounds good. Yeah. The messenger of Mercury was swift to attend those fallen in the heat of battle. He had an unmeasured propensity for reviving his fallen comrades, his Narthesium cauterizing, stitching, removing shrapnel, and breathing life back into a shattered le- legio's torso renewing. Ah, uh, shattered legion's torso. Shattered legio's torso. Torso renewing, because it's hyphenated. Yeah. It's perceived as lost. So I'm not, I'm not having to go anymore. Just my brain shuts down. Uh, hyphen- hyphenating stuff is very um very 30 and 40k they love hyphenating stuff so that's it's right on the money oh yeah it's um yep. baron <laughs> prince prince baron king 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 emperor <laughs> in his dealings with the legion inductees the neophytes when completing gene seed and organ implantation certain aspirants auras would appear to appear with a luster to ignatius and some he would seek a spark of promise as not yet fully understood as yet not kind of during the Galadon campaign, the true extent of his gifts were revealed to him. Attending a fallen comrade, he was struck from behind, his ceremonial armor rendered. Flesh searing, anger and self-preservation rose in Ignatius, and a surge of energy tore, rippling from his presence to repulse the unseen assailant. As he looked around, the tentacled Xenos assailant was held back, disabled by unseen hands. It was not until several such near-death occurrences, when the apothecary focused to protect his brothers, was saved. Ignatius began to understand his latent psychic ability. During the Seraphina offensive, the stars aligned. In 969 M30, Ignatius drew them to him, the Storm Cabal. Imperial logs recount that it was the might of the Iron Tense armored divisions that were responsible for carrying the day against the All Cause. But those records are falsified, the full truth omitted from Imperial record. After making Planetfall, the Orc Onslaught bore down on the Stormwalker's drop zone with like unending whitecaps crashing against the shore. 
millions of green skins. Green skins were too much for even a semi-organized formation of breaches and tactical marines who formed the perimeter. The Stormwalkers' infantry formations were beginning to crack, buckling under the orcs' weight. After holding the beachhead for several hours, the Astartes' landing area was on the brink of being swept away. As if in a preordained moment, when the Stormwalkers were breaking, Ignatius, enraged by the predicament, summoned them to him, his brothers, Psychers. Their souls rang out to him like lights in the dark of the Legion. He saw their minds clearly then, and the names rang out like floating lands. Field the Solcon, Avamir Mania, Bardia Corphus, Scalier Henronen, Gola Walican, Saw Ketolcax. It's a mouthful. Yeah, and there's a few there. Throw them in all at once. Their <laughs> minds linked, formed with an empathic bond, known to some. His power wielded by master by the master Ignatius, their minds power exercised exercised, though. Melded to a common cause of preservation, amplified and connected this synergy. Amplified and connected, this synergy projected an impermeable psychic barrier about the drop zone. The unending tide of orc bodies deflected against it with each new wave of assault. The stormwalkers with boots on the ground were finally able to buttress the slavish orc assault. My I read that as slavish, let's be real. It's a lavish orc assault. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> the unseen shield, providing reprieve from those newly arrived Astartes to deploy in relative safety, which added lines of battle tanks. Only in the later phases of the Battle of Rust with the fully armoured power of the Iron Tenth deployed, and the Tenth Legion carried the campaign alongside their brother legions. The knowledge of what exactly happened and which warriors would commend for the Iron Tent's salvation remained a mystery to all but a few, commanded to Cain taking credit for the victory. It was widely, widely recognised that those assembled that something miraculous had occurred. The losses of the Tenth were significantly reduced in comparison to their brother legions. Excellent. Okay, uh, a quick like, one before we continue. Further the way through, yes, please. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> now, the Stormwalkers, is that what they were called prior to being boofed over to the Iron Tenth? Stormwalkers is the original name of the Tenth Legion, I believe. Okay, yep, like the Warhounds and ships, um, the uh, the yeah, war, world leaders uh, and stuff. Warhounds, Warborn, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, Battleborn Imperial sounds Herald. far too much like Babyborn. Battleborn, it Battleborn. It really, it really <laughs> puts me off. It was the original Ultramarines name. A little Ultramarines shitting it's themselves, either, getting fed. Either Warborn or Battleborn. I, I fucking hope it's Warborn. <laughs> <laughs> For their sake. So help me God. Yeah, that was that was their original name, I'm pretty sure. And um, Amadeus Duquesne was the original Legion commander. Oh, excellent! So again, I love when so he's touching a bit back onto the, uh, you know, actual canon and lore to then sort of look yeah, yeah, at and stuff. No, always good. Look, these these particular battles may have also ex- may also exist in the. Lore. Okay. All right. So the bot fucked us, but because I was watching the bot, it fucked us less. Fucked um, It fucked us less, which is. Sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. Like, it depends on which way you're getting fucked. Um, all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it depends on who it is and when it is and all that. On Friday, it's fine. On yeah. Thursday, more no, 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 no. Yeah, you need a, a limited fucking on a Thursday. Um, all right. So I think it dropped out just as we're talking about the battle born or the battle baby born or whatever it was. Um, we were so, that for quite some And that was, yes, that was a bit of uh, bullshitting there. So I think that was before we got back into the Storm Cabal, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, we're up to the stalk cabal. Okay, so we'll, we'll um, we might break also this uh, entire fluff recording in itself. Might break it into a few settings. It is like quarter past twelve, and I'm fucking old and tired. So we might do two or three of these and get through all the fluff. It's uh, bigger than it first seemed. I think when you read it in your head and you can do it in about thirty seconds, it's fine. Yeah, actually, yeah, you can blitz through it. You have to deal with my shit. And actually talk about the content and stuff. It does take a bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll kick off. We'll continue with uh, Sam stuff. Um, so the Storm Cabal. The Storm Cabal. We swear fealty to the One God Emperor, allegiance to the Legion, and to protect all of mankind. To you who would look, we are but Astartes. But in our oaths, we form the Brothers of the Storm Cabal. Voice of One, Storm Cabal. As the Legion took more worlds under compliance in the Great Crusade, its complete devotion to strength and domination consumed the Iron Tenth. What source of power would the Legion forge to have its strength amplified tenfold? Indoctrination into the Storm Cabal was to be an eternal warrior, was to use your gift to increase the durability of both you and your brothers. The Iron Curtain it became, became known as. I laughed last time because it was like the Iron Curtain and it laughed this time. I was just thinking of Gorbachev and McDonald's. <laughs> forged from a psychic brotherhood, protecting the advancing crusaders, giving them longevity and fortitude. The combined mental powers created an array not unlike a flare shield that would strike out miles across the iron battle lines, unseen to most. This psychic endurance bolstered the Legion, lessening losses and allowing the march of the Legions to go on. At the head of the Order, Ignatius Fortis, the Terran-born Apothecaries Astartes. The Terran-born Apothecaries Astartes of the Stormwalker Legion. Ferris himself could not ignore the prominence of the Cabal and the power of his chief librarian, Ignatius. Ferris, in his enduring quest for archaeotech and xenotech that could be used to aid the crusade, then counted Sayakana dating back to times of old night and beyond, plundered from long-forgotten civilizations or proliferated from encountered Xeno's races. His stocks of treasures were beyond myriad, bordering obsession. Ignatius became a custodian of such Sayakana that worked beside the Primarch, of such Sayakana, and worked beside the Primarch, given unrestricted reign. Interring himself to the mysteries of those ancient relics to better harness his brother's gifts and to serve the Legion's strength. That was until the Edict of Nikea. What exactly occurred between the Primarchs, the Primarch, a staunch supporter of his father's will, and Ignatius, is lost to the annals of time. This much is known from Ignatius' own journals. Oh, no, I'm not going to give him an accent. Fuck it. Do it. Do it. Do the accent, motherfucker. <laughs> I spoke just to our Dean father. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I take it back. I take yeah, it back. Yeah, exactly. The strength in your hands, you freely admit, being from an alien source, and yet you persist in the use of these iron hands, no matter the taint of origin. My talents are born within the very fabric of me. They arise in me to assist our legion, just as the body's immune system fight rises to fight infection and disease. We, the Cabal, are one, and yet many, immortal, and yet endlessly varied, able to continue until delivered from this world by incessant death. Search your sentiment, for you know my words are true. Regard me as a dreamer or a madman. It matters not. Fear that pain on our masks will begin to peel. Are we then hiding in the darkness like the coming and going of a myriad, a myriad of stars? Ignatius Fortis, circa 001 to 005 M31. Ferris thus dissolved the Storm Cabal, scattering its members to disparate factions serving across the Legion. This occurring in the time before Horace Lupercal's treachery was on Earth. The Iron Hands reduced to a simple Legion of the Line. Ignatius was not present at the Dropside Massacre. Absent, unlike so many of the former Storm Cabal, sent to the far echelons of the Imperial-controlled Legion, regions, he sensed his brothers cry out across the Immaterium and recognized the departure from the great, with a great sorrow. 
their lights faded to memory. He cursed the name of Ferris Manus. He cursed his hubris for breaking the Legion's strength and bringing about his own untimely demise. It was then that Malkador spoke to him, a vision in the darkness, and a voice which came with fresh appreciation. Judgment was passed based on aptitude, not bound by the constraints of blind instruction. This judgment was sore truth, and at last, Ignatius was seen. The call to the side of the city light brought new hope of momentous deeds. For in the coming wars, the loyalists would need to use all the components of their arsenal to drive a wedge into the mechanics of chaos. And break. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you don't we don't really get that many stories of the the librarians and the psychers that were just dispersed back into the Legion. Like, hey, I know you can do this shit. Stop doing this shit. Pick up a bolter and get back on the line. Like Yeah. You've just been massively demoted. Yeah. There'd be just, like huge resentment. You'd yeah, imagine. and like, and it's just like, just turn it off. Oh, I fucking can't, dude. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, can't just switch that shit off like a light switch. Just can't go. Just fap. <laughs> you can see why there was probably a lot of uh, yeah, like the the how or the reason the Council of Nakia was so uh, divisive, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking emperor, what a dick bag. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Again, touching on, I like the touching on on the sort of the intrigue within a legion and stuff and like you know yeah. the disgruntlement with the primarch's decisions and shit because like i think a lot of the time in fluff you just see this sort of uh uh oh yeah fucking we just follow the primarch because that's what he says and he's our yeah, gene sire and you it's know too blah, easy blah, blah, to blah. once you've picked a legion to go like yeah this is what they do like this yeah. is their thing to it's have nice the, to... the exceptions and knowing that they're so heterogeneous like the legions are so different even amongst themselves. You get some of that in the books, but then it starts sort of usually blending in together and having yep. you know, the worldy to do the worldy to shit. Yep, and the stoic iron hands and the fists behind walls and shit. Yeah, they sort of yeah. lean into the archetypes a bit too hard. But no, I definitely like this delving into the the non-standard. Like, you know, I've, I've never even thought of a librarian from fucking the iron hands. Mm. It's cool as hell. <laughs> Especially one who says, like, fuck Ferris Manus. Fucking yeah. Dead idiot. Like, let's yeah, do yeah. Should have probably. Uh, I could have been there. Warp lightning, motherfuckers. But no, <laughs> psychers are bad. You know what Fuck stops swords? Super powerful psychic shields. Yeah. Boom. Bishop would have had a flare shield for your neck, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Suck a dick, Ferris. All right. Um. So we've still got a couple more pages of Sam's yet to go. Uh. What have we got up next? We've got the Iron Brethren of Elbia, and it's got a really cool picture of some um Gorgon Terminators. Gang piling out of a spa with a bit of smoke and shit and a bit of glow going on. Looks Very sick. Well done, Love it. Yeah. yeah, looks really good. The Iron Brethren of Albia. Hieronymus was present at the Legion's conception and prosecuted many battles under the sigil of the Stormwalkers, rising to prominence at the head of a company of his brothers. They bestowed, bestowed upon him the accolade, the Hammer of Albia. When Ferris Manus was discovered, he welcomed their gene father's arrival and he did not once bulk at the Primarch's brutal overhaul of the Stormwalker's Legion. Instead, he observed patiently. He did not unduly marvel at others, at his Primarch's superhuman strength, preferring to view the new father of the Legion with mute appreciation. Hieronymus looked on silently his battle company was rebranded as Medusan Clan, and he was appointed the lead clan Felg as their Freator, their Iron Father, he presided of the Medusan natives whose children would become the mainstay of the Iron Hands Legion stock. He did not judge the new practices, 
the zest for technological advances, the affiliation with the Mechanicum allies and the quest for hidden archaeotech was his promise that his time might be earned to find. Ferris Manus fell at his thumb. Aronis silently. He did not turn to despair like so many others, the logic cold and simple in his mind. Ferris was an exacting leader who had despised failure. His death at the hands of his brother was a betrayal, but ultimately failure of foresight by the Primarch. He had not let emotion cloud his judgment. Or had he not let emotion cloud his judgment? Had he waited for the full strength of the Legion to arrive at his found fall? Question mark. Then he may still have had his, may still have his head. I like that. Again, we've got another not anti-Ferris sort of personality, but yeah, what dude was a dickhead always, for getting killed? <laughs> exactly what you're always told the Iron Hands were like, like they're this sort of stoic. Yeah, no, nah, bro, that's a bad idea. Dude. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, I hate when people fail. Oh, you failed? Yeah. Fuck you. You failed hard, yeah. Like, okay, I suppose you were our king because you had to be, but you're still a tit. <laughs> no, it's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, and you, you, you often see interesting stories like that come out of um, the pre-unified with the Primarch legions, like where they came from beforehand. Yeah, de- well, yeah, that's completely fair as well. Like, didn't um, when Perturabo, didn't he, like, decimate his legion when he jumped in? He did. He said, yeah. you guys haven't won enough battles before Fuck I got yeah. here. So, <laughs> one in ten beat the others to death. I think Angron did it like five times oh, afterwards. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> yeah. And they got the nails and started actually winning. And you can really see uh, see why a lot of Marines, especially old veteran Marines that rattled around on terror and shit, um, were sort of like, meh. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're doing fine without them. They came in and did dumb shit and made it worse. Like, Yeah. I know how to do. I've got a hammer and a gun. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go put this hammer in that guy's chest. I know my fucking job. Yeah. We got the fucking, you know, old mate Ferris getting all hoity-toity. But no, it's good. Again, I like, I like, this is like, I feel like this, this fluff is leaning almost into like, um, they could, you know, veer into almost traitor iron hands. You know what I mean? They're pretty unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're definitely, I mean, that's the thing you get. I imagine a lot with the, like shadow as we know them mm-hmm. is that you've got people who are just completely demoralized and like disenfranchised with the concept of how shit is going because like they've been the hard line like hardest of betrayals. I mean the Raven Guard came back, fucked them even when they still had their Primark. They were all just distraught and completely traumatized. So you're gonna have these huge parts of the Legion that survived of any of the ones that were on Istvan and a lot of them aren't really going to be doing just back to business sort of shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I like the the bend because I think a lot of the time you see in Fluff that it's like, yep, following their their liege, but no, these guys are not, which I quite like. Yeah, for sure. Nice little hook. All right. Uh, next up, we have a father is born. So, yep, Sam's Sam's dumped a lot on us, which is good. I I like a That's I'm a good. quantity sort of man. Yeah, um, I like he's, he's thought it all out. Like, he's got his plans for... And I, I get a feeling this is starting to coalesce together, I'm, I'm going to guess, coming up. Um, and, yeah, picture here as well is a... Um, looks to be a Land Raider Proteus firing uh, some support over the top of some uh, Immortals, I think. But it looks, it looks pretty cool. Again, got smoke and dust kicking up. Looks fantastic. Whatever app he's using looks amazing. Mm. All right, a father is born. Father is Have born. at it. Let us have a dagger between our teeth. 
hammer and shield in our hands and an infinite iron storm in our hearts. Prasa Harana, Hieronymus, the Hammer of Albia. The Stormwalkers, the Iron Hands Legion of old, had not known failure. In the days of the Great Crusade, they had stood with the Storm Cabal and crushed all that had opposed them. Ferris had turned his back on this power. Hieronymus thus resolved to rename his clan. The Bravery? Bravery? The Good Brethren job. of Albia. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at this. <laughs> and to take his grand cruiser, the Mandragora, to exact punitive action on the traders under his banner. Orchestrating the punishment, hammer and storm tactics of the Stormwalkers. New Legion heraldry, while not forsaking the Iron Hands, now incorporated the aristocratic house iconography of Old Albia, providing an esoteric element to this faction. In the years that followed, Hieronymus prosecuted a series of actions against the trade legions involved with Istvan. Using the Mandragora as a base of operations, he inflicted countless boarding actions against lesser trader ships, his stalwart breacher units forming strong storming parties that gutted enemy vessels in fierce close quarter fighting. But this was not without loss. Fighting was vicious and often faced by much larger faced by much larger forces, conflict depletes the breacher forces. The survivors surveying the battered Astartes bodies, some of which were battle ravaged beyond repair. The, bre- the brethren just you think I'd be able to read that word by now? Brethren, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like it's, it's not a weird 30k word. It's a standard English. No, it's just a normal word <laughs> that I've read a thousand times and said many times. And that's <laughs> resort to scattering <laughs> planets for cybernetic parts to repair their tattered frames. The apothecaries and forge lords combining their mastery, splicing through mangled sinew, cracking ceramide plating, and soaring through bone. Forging new bionic limbs from discarded metal and assigning permanent adaptations to the hardened legionaries. In this state, isolated from any loyalist reprieve, the Iron Brethren are forced in, into a nomadic existence, drifting from one conflict to the next. Using the stealth of their flagship, they remain uncloaked, undetected by multiple foes. Carefully chosen battles of punitive but hard fought, the Iron Brethren choosing their time to strike for fear of annihilation. In their visage, they appear less the polished authorities of ceremony, more akin to the degraded mechanisms. Worn through with the detritus of a hundred worlds, their armor ravaged and weather beaten by the long campaigns with no hope of amnesty. Love it. I absolutely love that they're just sort of like dick punching, but they know they're sort of not going to be able to pull off any strategic victories. Yeah. And yeah. they're suffering for it the entire way. I like it. And actually struggling for, uh, for resupply and stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, if you're just one little capital ship rattling around, sure, you probably can't go undetected. Like, you know, the space is big. But at mm. the same time, yeah, if you've got no safe port of call, you've got to rely on what you can pilfer. Yeah, steal, what you, you come know. across, what you can find. Yeah. Nope, I like it. Me too. Um, and the last little bit, Interrogar yep, 3. Interrogar 3, and that we've got, like, looks to be an armoured column. I can see, like, two to three fucking termites, hashtag termite meta. Um, <laughs> a couple of Proteuses, a little Vindicator boy. And a sicker and just hurling out abuse from uh, an advancing sort of thing. Again, the art looks fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it looks great. Interrogar 3. In the current theory of war, Hieronymus and the Iron Brethren are drawn to the fighting of the Interrogar system. Drawn away from the mysterious planet known as the Veil of Darkness, they're joined by Ignatius Fortis, former lord and Stormcabal master of the Legion. Making Planetfall, the Iron Hands initially sent a minor force to confront the traitors in what appears to be a series of small subterranean compounds. The vast scale of the crypts below Interrogar is gradually revealed. During the incursion, the Iron Hand Strike Force lose contact with the flagship Mandragora as Vox interference close communication. 
as the Iron Hands delve deeper into the planet crust. They encounter and engage further traitor forces, factions split. Their purpose unknown. The fighting is vicious and faced with much larger force, the conflict, quist- conflict quickly deteriorates. The Brethren resort to scouring the crypts for cybernetic parts to repair their tattered frames. The apothecaries and forge lords combining their mastery, assigning permanent adaptations to the hardened legionaries. Using the stealth of the subterranean termites, the Iron Hands disappear, remaining undetected by multiple foes. The termites act as makeshift domiciles for the Iron Brethren go to ground, dug into the outer crust of Interrogar III. Hieronymus Ignatius by their time expecting to re-establish communication to reinforce. Eventually, Ignatius' psychic abilities regain contact with the Mandacora, and the flagship readies a dispatch for much-needed armoured reinforcement. The beleaguered company is saved. The scene set for a new war of extermination within the brethren, with the Brethren of Albia taking center stage. Interregal Three Oak holds many secrets. Darkness can pervade from without and invade from within. The tricks of the mind are given more credence from the depths of the dark places currently inhabited by the Iron Hands. Oof, I like it. That is like nice, dark, and sinister. Very much so. Love it. That's very uh, evocative of you know just the fighting under the ground and the clusterfuck that is. Also clever yeah. using the the termites as sort of um little bunkers sort of little bunkers. Yeah, like oh we're getting fucked on. We're just gonna saunter away on our termites and chill out in some bedrock for a little bit and chill. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like it. It's a, again, he's, I think you've done a great job of tying all bits and pieces together. For um, sure. The um the reference to the no oh shit, I forgot the name of it now. The veil. Yep, yep. Um veil Adams and back yep. in the day, yep. Yep. Shit, that's like what th- coming up on three years ago now? Or something. Or Fuck. Christ. Um, yeah, exactly touching on that. So that would have been probably his last event, I'm gonna say, prior to this one, which is unless he went to preferred enemy. But it's good that continuity, because I'm pretty sure the Veil was also an act-based event or a, a Astralis sector event. Mm. Um, yeah, that's um, that is a really solid bit of a uh, bit of fluff there between the art, the formatting. Um, again, I, I really formatting. like the off the beaten track uh, bent of the Iron Hands in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's no. a it's a unique sort of. I'm just not, like it, it fits very much fits the theme of Iron Hands. Mm. Better yeah. than a lot of the Iron Hand themes, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it gives you the same sort of vibe where they're they're just throwing in whatever they can, um, cybernetics wise. Yeah, you know, and just doing whatever it is they can to make shit work against the rules, as it were. Um, gives you vibes of like the Keys to Hell stories. Have you read any of those? Um, I know of them. I'm pretty sure the they got, uh, there's a yeah. bit of the Keys of Hell in um, is it the sixth Black Book with uh, Zana? Okay, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think they dump a ship on there full of fucking Iron Hand zombies, which is cool as shit. Yeah, and there's yeah. cool, there's cool modeling. Like I was just thinking about that when you're reading it. So I'm like, how would you model the Iron Hand zombies? Um, because obviously they're going to be, you know, significantly more. Like they're not going to die easily, mm. but they're also going to be slow and dumb. And you can't really, you know, how maybe do you demonstrate run... the sort of resilience. And yeah, the... could you run like a cyber, like um, you know, when you can? Oh, was it the Brethren of Iron list? Um, and then, well, obviously this will all change in about three months time, but could you run them like, you know, have Castellax or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that have three or four of these zombies per base. And that represents sort of the resilience and the stoicness, but also very slow. And Yeah, you know, it's possible. Like there's, there's ways you could do it. And I think that is probably one that would work. Mm. Cause I think I looked into maybe doing Thunder Warriors that way as well. You know, you could have a couple yeah, of Yeah, I remember mentioning 
two or three Thunder Warriors on a base, you know, with big guns each sort of thing, just to represent the power of them. But yeah, that, that'd be, I'd really love to see a Keys of Hell um, uh, Iron Hands armor. I think you'd really, you know, get a little bit of body horror in there. Yeah, try to get real creepy. Love. I love a bit of body horror, body horror in some modeling. Um, but I reckon, uh, yeah, Keys of Hell, um, I got to stop talking about it because it sounds cool as shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely <laughs> got that. This that, is all that, a trap talking Yeah, exactly. It. Fuck. Um, but it definitely, yeah, that's got that Keys of Hell off the beaten path. Like, I, I'm really a fan of that fluff. Like, it's, uh, it's got me mm. by the short and curly, is that one. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that fantastic. Was, uh, yeah, very well done stuff. Yeah, solid effort on that, Sam. Solid effort, man. Um, and again, we'll pop these up in the show notes and shit for people to go through. Now, I'm just looking at what a lineup's like now. I reckon we call it a night there. I would say um, so as well, because I have 2% battery. All right. Well, we will call it a night there. Um, <laughs> we'll probably come back for probably a second and possibly even third sitting, depending on how the fluff trundles. But I don't think anyone's got as much fluff as Sam. So, I think um, that is the biggest one. That is the biggest one. So we've blown a big water early. Um, so, yeah, we can probably probably get through them like maximum two, two more sittings, possibly yeah. one sitting, depending on how yeah. we trundle. If we have left bot, bot issues and terror, I think we could smash through it. No worries at all. Yeah. I'll, uh, and I've got copies of everything now. I've got lots of stuff. Now I can um, read through and get a better picture of being able to present them a little better. Ah, well, you've done a good job already, man. That's fantastic. You've done an amazing job getting, you know, enlisting that beautiful voice of yours. <laughs> got to use it. I imagine, you're, I imagine you've been twirling your hair as well the entire time. Oh, always. I of course. Stopped. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the main thing down. I can hear it. Top and bottom. <laughs> Love it. Um, well, thanks for coming on and reading those, man. No, um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll tee up again for, for the listeners that actually tuned in. We'll tee up again and probably get a, another episode done early next week or something to just uh, get the rest of the fluff out before we rip on lists. Sound Excellent. good? Legend. All right. Well, thanks for that, man. We'll, um, we'll talk soon. Hell yeah. <laughs>